Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, guys. Welcome back to the first episode of the 2015 season. WTHH. What the hell happened? Where we look back at the week that was in PTD. Seems like it's been forever, but it's finally here. Week one is in the books. There are probably six of us in this league feeling pretty good about ourselves or our teams right now. Probably six of us feeling not so good and not so good about our teams right now, but that's the nature of the beast. Uh, pretty uh, pretty interesting. Some surprises. Uh, High-scoring first week, seven of our 12 franchises were basically 130 points or over. I mean, the Outlaws at 129.4. I'm going to round them up to 130 uh, as well. Uh, with all but two teams over 100, I believe. Uh, and the one team that wasn't over 100 was very, very close. One team was at 100. So a pretty high-scoring uh, uh, week one, a real interesting week one. Um, I'm going to refer to this one as the week of the tight end with the 10 top players of the week, five of them being tight ends, including three of the top five. Uh, so, very impressive weekend for some tight ends. We had some big-name players that did their thing. We had some guys that look like they're ready to take that next step. Um, and we had some real surprises, guys maybe you didn't expect to do that. Um, so, we'll get into the game here in a second. One thing, um, Steve has already done the rank for week two. Um, it's going to be posted at the forums this week. I'm trying to get a little more activity. I think we can get some discussion that way. Um, so chime in. I mean, he's, he's nice enough to do that stuff for us. Give him your thoughts. He could take the ribbing. I mean, hell, we all know we rip Steve all the time. But, uh, you know, give your thoughts. See what you uh, Look at the rank there. Um, I got the stud and dud sliders up. I'll do it a little differently because I'm doing the sliders differently kind of in the background of the website. So the stud and dud are up. We'll get to those two morons, both morons in this case, um, in just a second. I'm also going to put up four or five maybe um, actual game photos from the week. I kind of like the, the effect of the, the – the, Big photos in the background. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, so I'm going to pick some of the highlights from this week uh, or some neat photos that I find. I put them in the background as well for this week. Um, I think that's about it. So let's get to why you came here. We're going to start with the surprise game of the millennium. The millennium. Hartford Hellions against the Minneapolis Maniacs. I mean, we've done all the we know The Hellions are sold out. They're going to be tanked. They're not going to win a game. The Maniacs are God. They rebuild the God. They are God. And the Hellions just come and, and lay us the smack us down on God. I don't know if I can say that on there. I'm sorry, God, not you. You know. The Hellions, who the group of no names, the Brandon Coleman's, the Devin Funchesses, the Dion Lewis's, the Andrew Hawkins, the Austin Safarian Jenkins is of the world. Putting up 132.60 points. The, the rebuild of God, 100.64. A 32-point smackdown to the Maniacs. 
I got all nothing to say about this. What the hell happened? This may be the first time I go, what the hell happened? I don't know what the hell happened. I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, Tyrod Taylor outscoring Russell Wilson. Deion Lewis outscoring Andre Ellington who went down with an injury. Darren Sproles basically hanging with Jeremy Hill. All right. Danny Woodhead outscoring Marshawn Lynch. Brandon Coleman outscoring, doubling Odell Beckham. Devin Funches outscoring Nelson Aguilar. Andrew Hawkins, no, he's be shit. ASJ doubling, tripling Kyle Rudolph. I mean, it's it's just what the hell happened? That's the title of the program. Maniacs just they're they're still in pink mode, you know. And it's gonna take a little while to break the pink mindset, I think. Um, but the Hellions, who some people maybe Lenny himself didn't think they would win too many if any games, sit in first place in the division. Hellions over the Maniacs. And a shocker, maybe the shocker of the season in week one. Eternals against the Nightmare. Uh, this game was pretty close to most of the afternoon on Sunday, and then the Nightmare really started to distance themselves a little bit more in the afternoon games. Um, I think the Eternals are going to be in some trouble. Uh, they're not getting a – Joyke Bell, if, if I actually watched some of the Detroit game. He's not even the second-best running back on that team. He's going to be out. D'Angelo Williams was really good for him on Thursday night, but he's got one more week to play. Colston is old and slow. Allen Robinson is better than that. He's going to rebound. Roddy White looked pretty good, i got to be honest. Jimmy Graham, he's not going to be used like he was. He's still going to be a force and arguably the top tight end in the league, but he's not going to put up the numbers he did. Calvin just he didn't look the dominant. Like I said, I watched that Detroit game. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not but he didn't look like he can dominate and at will like he did. And I think he's going to have better games than he did this week. But uh, Eternals finished with 100.3 points. The Nightmare finished with 146.2. Um, the Nightmare's biggest uh, thing is sitting on the bench there, that Mariota guy. He looks like the real deal. He may turn out to be his quarterback. Um, Ingram was good, but he caught a lot of passes, which I think is going to change when Spiller gets back. Uh, A.J. Green didn't look that great. Randall Cobb looked okay. I think he's going to bounce back. Julio Jones is absolutely uncoverable. I, I think Julio Jones, I've said it every year since Julio got in the league because I'm a big Julio fan. Julio's going to be the number one receiver this year. I've said it every year. Julio's going to be the number one receiver this year. Owen Daniels is a waste. The ass clown is a waste at tight end. Um, he started three tight ends. He needs to start one. Just Travis Kelsey, who had a monster, monster week. Um, but the Nightmare team is tough. I mean, they put up 146 points, and they got nothing from their quarterback. Nothing from their quarterback and nothing from two tight ends, basically. Um, so that's a little scary thought. But this game, it was close throughout, but I don't think it was ever that close. The Eternals just don't have – they don't have enough firepower to hang with the Nightmare right now. Spectres against the Miners. This game was a blowout from starting Thursday when Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski put up 60 points combined. And Gronk, I arguably could have been, should have been the stud of the week. It really probably is just about every week. Um, but we went in a different direction, and we'll explain that in a minute. But this game was basically over from last Thursday. Uh, now, Carlos Hyde did his thing, you know, tried to do everything he could in his power um, to, uh, you know, bring the Miners back too little too late. Um, but the, the Spectres are just a high-powered offense. Um, but they took a hit this week. Lose. I mean, Des Bryant didn't do much. 
didn't do much, but losing him for possibly up to eight weeks is going to be a huge blow to this team uh, because that's going to, you know, you're going to probably go with either a Mike Jackson or, excuse me, Mike Wallace or a Vincent Jackson in the lineup. And those guys are no Des Bryant. So, obviously, the Spectres, they pull out a win, close game, 157.12 to 143.30. But it could have taken a hit. This one may be more of a loss than a win. Um, but scary thing, as I just said with the Nightmares, they put up a high score of the week, 157 points. Remember, that's 10 bucks now this year. But Demarius Thomas didn't do much. Des Bryant didn't do much and got hurt. Jeremy Macklin didn't do much. Um, so a big point uh, week, even though they got some not-so-big performances. But I don't know if you can count on 60 points every week from Brady and Gronkowski. And the Miners, what happened? What the hell happened? You just got buried Thursday night by Brady and Gronk, and you couldn't dig out. Um, but they had some real good performances. Tyler Eifert and Jordan Reed combining for 40 points from his two tight ends. Uh, excuse me, 50 points. Man, you can't complain about that. You get that every week, you're going to be in a lot of games. Uh, Sammy Bradford didn't do much. Um, I think he's going to do a little bit better than that. Carlos Hyde looked like the real deal. The real deal. He looked like a beast last night. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton going down could hurt a little bit. Um, but the Miners were gaining. You've got to give them credit. They came out fighting. Game of the week. Brawlers against the Outlaws. Final score, Outlaws 129.42 to the Brawlers 112.12. We get the stud and the dud of the week coming from this game. It, was, it wasn't close throughout Sunday, so it was kind of hard to mind because the Outlaws had so many guys, five guys or whatever, going um, on Monday. So it was really hard to gauge. But no, when the Brawlers finished with 112 points, this game was pretty much over. Uh, the dud of the week, Greg Olson, one catch for 11 yards, finishing with 2.1 points. Uh, you know, he's, he's a top, arguably, a top, definitely top five, maybe a top three tight end. You just can't have that. Didn't get the targets, didn't get the looks. Was just taken out of the game plan and, and taken out of the game plan by the Jaguars and completely taken out of the game uh, for the Brawlers, and it really ended up killing them. And there's the dud of the week. Start of the week, we're going to go the exact opposite, same position. Hard-hitting Jason Witten here. Oh, God, I hate that son of a gun. Damn, do I hate him. But it was huge. And it was late, fourth quarter heroics with the two touchdowns. But finishing with eight catches, 60 yards, and two touchdowns for 26 points, he gets a stud of the week because he really single-handedly almost brought the outlaws back into a game that they were buried and maybe not able to come back. He brought them back. And when you look at the games that Matty Ryan, uh, Peterson, and Bolden had, boy, that makes that Witten game even huge, huger. But what the hell happened in this game, it's real simple. I mean, out, uh, the Brawlers quarterback outscored the Outlaws. The Brawlers running backs outscored the Outlaws running back. The Brawlers receivers outscored the Outlaws receivers. But when the tight end, the kicker, and the defense, for the Brawlers, put up a combined 21. And the tight ends, the, the, the tight end, the kicker, and the defense for the Outlaws put up a combined 66. Uh, when you get outscored by 40 points from those three positions, you're not going to win. Outlaws 1-0 and on the road to no pink. Brawlers 0-1 <laughs> on the road to pink. And uh, we move on to the Mercs against the Assassins. The more things change, the more they stay the, game, stay the same. The same old Murph. The Assassins just annihilated by 71 points. 154.96 to 
And it's the same old merch, ho-hum, ho-hum. Newly acquired Julian Edelman and Jarvis Landry were the two big bright spots, 16 and 20 points, respectively. But those guys right there, that's their ceiling. That's their ceiling. They may have blew their load in week one. And other than that, Cooper, not much, but he's a rookie. McFadden, no. Gore, no. C.J. Anderson, no. Tannehill, no. Phil Dawson, no. Charles Clay, no. Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, negative. What happens when you put all those no's in a negative? 83 points and losses. The Assassins just motoring along in their debut. Big games from big-time performers uh, with a little extra sprinkled in with Chris Ivory putting up 23, Joseph Randall at 12, Keenan Allen catching 15 balls, you know, Heath Miller putting up a big 16, Josh Brown at kicker putting up 17. So you get your big-time performers, Charles, Rogers, uh, you know, doing their things, if you will. Uh, and then Keenan Allen, he's pretty big-time performer. And then you get some of these other guys with Ivory and Randall throwing in double digits, Heath Miller and Josh Brown. That's how you put up 155 points. What the hell happened? Merch just not enough firepower. Same thing. Same old, same old. And the last game of the week, the Degenerates against the Bruins. The Degenerates and their high-powered running back stable against the Bruins and their up-and-coming young guns. Uh, but this game was never a contest. Never a contest. I mean, just look, when, when Degenerates finished with 143.54 to Bruins at 96, when your quarterback get outscored by 22 points or 21 points, you're probably in deep trouble. And the Degenerates with uh, Tony Homo put up 22.14, Flacco putting up a 0.68. It was just an ugly, ugly offensive game. Could have, should have been the dud of the week. But honestly, you know, he wasn't the cause of the game because he could have put up 30 and he still would have lost by a pretty good amount. So it wasn't the cause. But looking at his bench, with only Teddy Bridgewater on the bench, this could be a sore spot for the uh, Bruins this year. They need a, I don't know how Bridgewater and Flack or how much you're going to be able to count on them. But the running back monsters of the Degenerates did their things. So Forte was huge. Lacey, McCoy was a little quiet, had a touchdown called back. Uh, so obviously those big three did their thing. Justin Forsett didn't do much, but I'm not a Forsett fan, so I don't expect him to do much this year. Foster continues to get healthier and healthier and healthier, and the running backs in Houston didn't look like anything, so he'll be back soon. Antonio Brown had a bad game. He put up 24. I'm just kidding. Not a bad game, but that's a normal for him. Steve Smith is probably going to be a non-factor this year. I don't think he really is going to be able to be counted on for more than single-digit points every week. So I tell Bennett with a good game. So those guys that are supposed to do their thing did their things. You know, when they're all putting up – Double figures, a couple of them, three of them over 20. You put up 143 points. As we go to the Bruins, what the hell happened? Well, DJ's getting hurt in the first quarter, getting a goose egg. It certainly isn't going to help. But there were a couple bright spots. All right? The first one being, I watched TJ Yeldon. He looked good. Didn't put up a lot of fantasy points, but he looked good. Stevie Johnson looked legit, like he's going to be back to. He was a fantasy relevant a few years ago. He might be again. Delaney Walker, I think he's going to be a tight end one this year. And Amir Abdullah, I watched the Detroit game. The, the kid's got to get the ball more. The first touch goes 24 yards, whatever, for a touchdown. He takes scream. I mean, the kid needs to get the ball more. I think he's going to be the real deal in this league. And the more I say that, because I should have picked, I could have, I should, should have, but I could have picked him uh, in the draft this year. But I think Abdullah is the real deal, and I think he's going to get more and more and more featured in that Detroit offense. So there are some bright spots. But when your quarterback scores 0.68 points, you're probably and you have a guy get injured again to zero. When you have two zeros from your number one receiver and your number and your quarterback, 
you score 96, I think you got to count yourself lucky. And that's what the hell happened. So there it is. That's week one in the books. Uh, it's good to be back. Hopefully uh, you guys had a good week. For those of you that are around on Sunday, uh, it's always good to chat. If you're not, I, mean, I hope you're watching football. I mean, if you can't watch and talk about football, or tell you that, I don't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, I know you may be in wings or something, and your fingers are dirty, getting a freaking napkin, you know what I'm saying? But it's always good to talk about football. Um, so I'll be around again on Sunday as well. Uh, don't forget to get all your picks in this week. Uh, check out Steve and the rank. Um, we'll finish up Beat the Spread. we got to tally the results there, and I'll get those PTVs credited. Uh, and then we should have the Week 2 preview, but done by Mike, coming out soon. So lots of things to look forward to this week. Have a good week, guys. Week 1, PTD in the book. Now you know what the hell happened. I'm out. Enjoy your week.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.